Welcome to another episode of ANC, Anarchist News Corporation, and we're live here tonight once again, broadcasting the prophecies and leading people into righteousness and hopefully being purified into becoming more spiritually evolved human beings. And be more blessed, because yep. you're doing God's work. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, that's actually kind of what we're going to actually touch upon tonight a little bit, is uh, Christianity, actually. and um, But not in the way that you might think. <laughs> uh, because we're actually going to be uh, discussing tonight... Uh, kind of some radical things that are going on uh, in the state of California uh, in regards to Gavin Newsom, the governor uh, of California. He's actually gone to some pretty extreme measures, uh, I believe, in uh, restricting Christians from gathering with their churches in California. And in some places, this is actually seems to kind of got a little bit ugly, actually. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it was kind of, and I, really this has been taking place all over the United States of America during the COVID-19 crisis. From people to gather. Right, uh, and this is obviously unconstitutional, <laughs> um, as far as I, I'm concerned. So this is why, you know, we then tangent into, are these governors of these states, uh, you know, are they tyrants? <laughs> are they dictators now? because they're enforcing things that are unconstitutional. But part of the problem is, is the, the Democrats are against the Constitution. So what do you do? I mean, they don't care about it. So, I mean, they're going to enforce their, their regime, you know, their democratic way of thinking and agendas. And, and, yeah. and you know, not only that, it's they don't want anything to do with God. The Democratic Party does not want to acknowledge a God. It does not want to acknowledge right or wrong. Um, because it goes against their freedoms. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's exactly right, Riley. To be, to live in a way they're living to a certain rule. But the thing is, the idea of God, uh, acknowledging a God, like the Constitution definitely says, the Constitution definitely acknowledges a God and unalienable rights that were given by God. Um, but the Democratic Party wants to discount, discredit God, and try to play God. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, this is the, this is the problem. This is the catch-22 here. You know, in regards to this, and see, this is what they're basically trying to tell these pastors in California is that, hey, basically, you know, we're California, we're a communist state, we're a socialist communist state, whatever you want to say, and, you know, we're, that's why they deemed this essential, non-essential, uh, to gather was because, you know, they don't want to acknowledge a god in there, yeah. they don't. 
Let's face it, the majority of the people in California are singers. Singers based on the fact that millions of years of atheists have stacked up now and more people are atheists now think than ever. Well, yeah, and that has to do with technology and, uh, you know, this promotion of scientific method-based living, you know, where everything has to be... That's why we have to jump through all these hoops during COVID-19, because it's all based... has to be based off science, you know what I mean? And it's using the scientific method to learn, you know, exactly what it is. But the issue is, is... Actually, what we want to bring up is... The fact that it, <laughs> I personally believe that the, the churches are like not, they're not really serving God. They don't really teach like the truth. I mean, they teach a lot of lies, and that's some of the stuff that we wanted to cover tonight. We wanted to like bring to light how the churches are really like in Babylon. I believe like they're a part of Babylon. And it's kind of funny because they want to be all mad about what's been taking place, but it's almost kind of like God has like judged the church, you know, of America through this because of their falsity, you know. And like, here's a prime example of it to me: is is Christmas, and like at this church here in Spokane that we. Uh, that my parents went to and stuff, and I went to a long, long time ago. Life centers. No, huh? Um, like they were doing a Christmas drama at the church, and uh, Yasha and I went to it one night, and we just kind of like wanted to be rebel rousers <laughs> there, and you know, basically tell everybody there that like. Christmas is bad. It's like it's not, it's not of God, you know. Because really, what Christmas is is it's the celebration of the Solus Invictus. It's like the unconquerable sun, you know. And like it was a like Apollo, the Greek god, or Dionysius, like another Greek god. This was all uh, Christmas was based upon these guys. It was like a ritual. Like ceremony, uh, you know, party, you know, celebration in honor of these gods before Jesus even existed. I would even go so far as to say is that Apollo and Dionysius were, were this was worship before the flood. Like this was a part of the the pyramid uh, ancient culture, you know, so before the flood where they, they celebrated this. Pre-flood. Believers and post-flood. Of course, because Jesus says that it will be like the times of Noah. And so, see, like, this whole system, this ancient sun cult of the Asolus Invictus, uh, Dionysius worship, or Apollo worship, um, you know, this was all before Jesus, obviously, pre-flood, you know, um, and, you know, they, this is what they worshipped, and so, like, 
somewhere along the lines, I believe was through the Catholic Church, which I believe is the Whore of Babylon. Um, you know, and they're the ones that enforce these these ideas into the church. The what of Babylon? Well, I believe that like the papacy of the Vatican, you know, the head of Catholicism is like the harlot, like the great harlot of Babylon. What's you know? that? The Whore of Babylon. It, well, we can read about it. Uh, why don't you pull it up? Yeah. So, and so they have so much control. Like, the papacy, the Vatican, the Pope have, like, so much control that they have, like, enforced through probably Jesuit intrigue. Uh, you know, they've enforced Christmas, this ancient pagan uh, pre-flood uh, ritual rites, you know, in the name of Dionysius, you know, is really what Where'd they the celebrate that the Catholic Church. Revelation 17? Yeah, but it's this worshiping of Dionysius, the, the sun god, the ancient solar sun god, Apollo or Dionysius. Luciferian satanic worship, I believe. You know, it's I what. I can't do it. Try and do it. Got it, dude. It's right here. It's the fall of Babylon, dude, right here. But what I'm trying to say is that the Catholic Church celebrates this form of uh, worship. Like, they they promote this. Like, they're, like, they celebrate it, you know? It's like, it's really what they promote. Like, who they are. They are Rome, you know? They are, like, pagan, you know? <laughs> So, I mean, this is, this is something here about the fall of Babylon. It's Revelation 18, I guess. It says, After this I saw another angel coming down out of heaven. He had a great authority, and his splendor brightened the whole earth. He cried out in a loud voice, She has fallen. Great Babylon has fallen. She is now haunted by demons and unclean spirits, all kinds of filthy and Hateful birds live in her, for all nations have drunk her wine, the strong wine of her immoral lusts. The kings of the earth practiced sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the world grew rich from her unrestrained lusts. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out, my people, come out from her. You must not take part in her sins. You must not share in her punishment, for her sins are piled up as high as heaven. And God remembers her wicked ways. So, what he's saying right there, I believe, is he's saying, like, the church, the churches of America have been, like, corrupted by her, her immoral lusts. Like, they've committed fornication with her, they've sided with her, and are, like... Metaphorically, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, that's what it's all talking about. It's like, you have to look at it from that kind of language. The, yeah. the, the scripture passage, you know, I think... And so, like, the churches are, like, they're, like, celebrating this, this stuff that really has nothing to do with Jesus. Like, Christmas has nothing to do with it. And so, like, we're, my friend and I, you know, we're there, and we're, like, trying to reach these people, like, with the love of Christ and saying, Brother. Is it Christmas Jesus' 
birthday. No, it's not. It's the birthday of Dionysius. It's the birthday of, like, Apollo, dude. Like, <laughs> these ancient solar sun gods that were worshipped before the flood as, like, the men, great men of renown, uh, men of old, men of old, uh, men of renown. Uh, these great like gods you know that existed before the flood that were worshipped and were worshipped after the flood I believe and this these practices are still practiced all the way into modern day just like Jesus says like it'll be like the times of Noah and in times of Noah they had all the pyramids built and like they had the solar sun worship system of worship in play all over the world because they're men of renown great old men of renown, you know? Mm. Like, early descendants of Cain, I believe. And, yeah, it's like, we still celebrate that stuff today. Descendants of Cain? Yep. That's Uh what it is, dude. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, yeah. It's like, it all goes back, and the descendants of Cain are the, the seed of the serpent. And that's why this stuff is like, these religions come from the seed of the serpent. You know, like, the birth, the the birthday of Dionysius or Apollo, like on on Christmas, is <clears throat> you know it's goes back to you know these solar sun gods and of the line of the serpent, I believe, you know, and that's why Christians they can't like pay homage to this, you know, it, it's something that is in my opinion like it's called syncretism it's where you take truth and error and you combine them together truth and error yeah so you have the truth of Christianity and then you have the air of paganism you know it's like Christianity has nothing to do with paganism and Jesus said himself all those who came be before me are robbers and thieves he's talking about all those Religions that preceded him. <laughs> Anyways. But the thing is... <laughs> the thing is... Is that... You, like, try to reason with these people. Like, the Christians. Like, we went to, like, the Christian drama at the church. And we tried to tell these people this was bad. And they were, like, mad at us. They were like, how dare you? How dare you do this? Like, Christmas is all about Jesus. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, it is not, dude. It has nothing to do with him, dude. And, like, my friend there with me, and he was, like, vouching for me. Like, he was, like, totally, you know, with me as well. Like, we were just trying to, you know. <laughs> so why is it not Jesus' birthday? Because, dude, the Bible never says when Jesus was born. We don't know. See, the Catholic Church... Christ. I thought there was on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or whatever. No, it all revolves it all revolves around the sun, dude. Solar sun god worship. Christmas. <sighs> Check this out because on <laughs> you have to understand, like, on the the winter solstice, okay? which is three days before Christmas, okay? Always on the calendar. The first day of winter is always three days before uh, Christmas. Okay? 
and that represents like the the sun dying. This is from masonry, Freemasonry. It represents the sun dying at the winter solstice, and it's reborn on Christmas. Because on around Christmas time is when the sun starts, the days start getting longer. It's like reborn. And then when it goes, and so it's like a baby. It's like the baby in the manger. And this is where you see like the Madonna. The Madonna is like Isis. It's the mother, the moon goddess with the the sun god, in, you know, sucking on her breast. Yes. Like nursing him. <laughs> yeah, and then you get to the, uh, you know, and then you get the spring. And then the sun is like, it's like a young boy. You know, and then you get to the like summer solstice, and then like the sun is like it's in its like prime, like beautiful solar sun god Adonis appearance. You know, and then mm. when you get to fall, uh, then it, it's like the old man, like old man Father Time. You know, like about to die again and then be reborn on Christmas. You know, it all revolves around the sun. Like, I mean, there's no denying it. If you, the facts are undeniable. And Jesus says, like, it had nothing to do with this. All those who came before me are robbers and thieves. He's talking about all these false teachers, like Buddha and, like, Zoroaster and, uh, you know, people like uh, the founders of Jainism and, you know, uh, Hinduism. Like, these are all, like, the, the systems that came before him that I believe he's saying are robbers and thieves. And this ancient sun, because all these religions revolve around the sun. All these people who taught, like, all these ancient religions before Jesus came, like, it all revolves around the same thing. Solar sun worship. Solar sun gods. And moon goddesses. And this is, like, infiltrated, this kind of thinking has infiltrated it into Christianity. Because I believe the Jesuits... You know, they have, you know, they're fornicating themselves to, to the Protestant Christians, you know, evangelical Christians. To prep. God Yeah. Well, I mean, even our town was founded by Jesuit. You know, even Spokane. Big city on the West Coast, man. The United States. Founded by a Jesuit. Gonzaga University here in Spokane. So, like, <laughs> Jesuit. <laughs> Jesuit University, of course. Yeah. yeah. And they've had, they've been in the spotlight, you know, like they've, because like the Jesuit's got the connections, you know. But, you know, this is really what I feel has like been happening to the, the churches is that they've been really, in my opinion, uh, they want nothing to do with this concept because the churches don't want to take the hit. You know, like, they don't want to, they don't want to preach that, like, against they Christmas. They were wrong. What's that? They don't want to preach that they were wrong. Oh, hell no, they don't. Because, oh. let's face it, these pastors got egos, man. Oh. I hate to say it, don't you think? I do. Yeah, dude. And they're all about the moolahs, dude. Greenbacks. You know? Yeah. So, they can't take the Christmas hit, dude. Let me have a donation. 
Oh, it's, and the donations that come in, because all the people that like uh, that really are nothing to do with God, they're just good people who are going to take the mark of the beast. Like they come to church, you know, they feel like I still am good with God because I go to church or something. They call yeah. them the C and E Christians, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Christmas and Easter, and we're going to talk about Easter here in a second too, wow. <laughs> because really, it's just all the same. And uh-huh. yeah, but the, the problem is. Like, you try to go in there and you tell them, and they're like, they do not want to hear it, dude. Like, they do not want to hear that Christmas has, you know, something to do with the religion of the seed of the serpent. You know what I mean? They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that it's, like, pre-flood, you know, origins, you know, that were in the time of Noah and stuff. And it's just re-emerging once again, just... Like the times of Noah's in the end, here now, you know, it's like, think how big Christmas is all over the world, dude. It's like, it's Babylonian, dude. You know, to the core, it's like, it's accepted it. The whole world has accepted this, you know, this, this fornication, this this lie, dude. That And this has something to do with Jesus, and it doesn't, dude. But the, but the church doesn't want to accept it, you know. And so it's like, well, what is God going to do? They, like, refuse to, like, because God says, if you're lukewarm... He's gonna spew you out of mu- out of his mouth, mm-hmm. you know. Um, for me. So that's what I think has happened in the churches here. Is like they've been judged, I think, because they refuse to like accept things that are like you know inappropriate. Judged by people like you, me, or just by God? I think God just, like, allowed this to happen because, like, God's, like, pissed off. He, like, he's pissed off at the church that they're, like, uh, not acknowledging this as, like, something that's, like, not of Jesus, you know, it's not of God. They don't want to, they don't want to accept it, you know, because they like it. You know, they like, it's a part of the world. It's the world. Babylon is the world, and you gotta come out of Babylon. So, like, I'm just, like, cool, like, whatever, dude, like, I don't need to celebrate Christmas if this is, like, something that really has nothing to do with Jesus, and, you know, it's become, like, this this corporate, you know, monopolized, uh, you know, nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like, that just really is, it just has really no... What's it really for? I mean, it's just something that just drives the system, dude, you know? Like, drives the beast stronger, you know? Yeah, it's a mechanism of of making the beast stronger, you know? Through all the profits that it gains for this, like, abomination, you know? Like, these fornications from the, from the mother of all harlots. Feeds the beast. Feeds the beast, good call. Yeah, that's what it does, you know? And so, Christianity, like needs to take a stand against us and say like no like this is not has to do with Jesus but I really believe that like it says dude like if you're lukewarm God's gonna spew you out of his mouth he's like he does not want he either worship God in spirit and in truth or you don't worship him at all like, yeah. there's no medium there's no middle ground here yeah. based on that that passage in, that in Revelation because probably most people. Probably. But most people take the mark of the beast, though, too. So, you know, we're trying to be righteous and hopefully not take the mark of the beast. <laughs> you know, somehow, is what I'm trying to do. Um, 
But see, another thing that Jesus also says is that he says uh, when he comes back that there's going to be people that are going to come to him and say like, Lord, Lord, did we not cast demons out in your name? And like Jesus is going to say to them, he's like going to give them some kind of like bewildered look on his face and be like, uh, like, depart from me, like, I never knew you, worker of iniquity. <laughs> like, so Jesus, so there's going to be, like, people in the end times that are going to be, like, claiming to, like, have a relationship with Jesus, but Jesus is going to say, like, depart from me, like, I never knew you. And to me, this seems like this is the church. Like, these are, like, the church people. Like, I hate to say it, it's, like, the Christmas people. You know? <laughs> the people who are, like, in Babylon. And I've like accepted these like false teachings, and, and I'm just I'm just posing the question here. Really, is what I'm doing. I'm just saying like, could it be that if these people really are in error, that God would like punish them for this, and that this COVID nineteen thing could be like God is saying like I, I don't like this system. I don't like what this is all about. I don't like what you're really doing here. You're about money. You're about greed. You're about ego. And. Like, that has nothing to do with me. Like, actually, I believe, like, you're supposed to preach the word for nothing. Like, and we see, like, nothing for it. Like, it was like a vow of poverty almost, like, when you preach the word. Like, it's something, like, solemn that you do. It's not something that you do to, like, live like a middle-class American, you know what I mean? Or, like, or maybe even, like, a high-class American. Some of the cases with these pastors... Um, yeah, some made bank. Oh yeah, dude. Televangelist pastors and stuff, and like probably TVN pastors and stuff. Bank. Yeah, and so I mean, it's like, and once again, all these people promote Christmas. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's like, God's saying, you know what? Like, because the thing is, is like, I'm not the only person who's like going out and trying to like tell Christians that like, you know what? You should maybe take a look into this a little more. This Christmas thing? <laughs> uh-huh. But once again, they're like, they don't want to hear that. They're like, no, oh, I'm, I'm cool. Christmas is of Jesus. Like, you uh-huh. know? It's like, okay. It's like, God does not look at it like that. I'm, what I'm trying to say is I don't believe God looking at it like that. That's what I'm trying to tell you here. So you might need to look a little deeper into this. Because there might be consequences if you're like partaking of the wine of the fornications of the whore of Babylon. People then God saying, come out of her, my people. Bind. Yeah, but once again, Jesus never said like that he wanted his followers to worship his the day he was born or like celebrated or he never said that and we don't know when it really is, but we do know that Christmas originates before the flood with the the uh, antediluvian solar sun gods of the descendants of Cain early descendants of Cain, and these are the ones who, like, they, they were giants, and they built the pyramids and uh, all over the world, and these were, like, temples and centers of their solar sun god worship, which they celebrated on probably Christmas. Giants. What's that? Giants. Yeah, as it said, there was giants in the earth in those days. Uh-huh. Well, think about the story of uh, David. David and Goliath, dude. That's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a, he was a giant, dude. He was a Rephaim, uh-huh. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just one of those kind of things where I just really feel like this whole thing is could, could potentially be looked at as, like, punishment to the church, you know, here in America for accepting false doctrine. Um, 
as a part of their worship of Jesus, you know? I think there could be consequences of that. And, like, in the end, like, there is going to be consequences for people who are uh, professing to be Christian. Jesus says it himself. He says, like, people are going to be saying that they're, like, of me, and I'm going to say, no, you're not. (laughs) No one's friendies. Those kinds of people, I find them way harder to trust because I can read those kinds of people. Mmm, Riley. That's pretty, that's pretty, some like powers you got there, perception, bud. I like that. And. No, I mean, I see see what you're saying. You're saying that, you know, you feel like the, you know, you could perceive these kind of people, you know, these Christian, these church goers. Yeah. It's all all kind of the same, huh? Anybody with money, and that's like everybody. (laughs) Well, yeah, in America, people, everybody's like prosperous here. Right now, anyways. Yeah. People seem to be making more money off the virus. Oh, of course. They're not. They not well, they, they didn't. You didn't think that they were going to allow this virus to, you know, them to not be able to rake it in somehow uh, through loopholes and stuff. You know what I mean? And that they were already, you know, anticipating this to be the case. <laughs> you know. But the churches weren't. Got them totally off guard. But see, now it's funny. It's like, if, for instance, they are under some kind of wrath of God, it, it's kind of funny, you know, because now they're, they're saying like, oh, like, you know, we don't deserve this to happen to us. You know, it's like, why is this happening to us? You know, we have the constitutional rights and this stuff. And, and it's like, no, God still has ways of punishing you. There's no way you could stop it. You know what I mean? Like... He'll even take your constitutional rights away from you, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, God's just like, when he's judging, he's gonna judge, man. Like, he's, he'll probably, like, perplex you in the way he does it, dude. If you're, like, not of him, like, God's got a way, dude. Like, I think. <laughs> he's got a way of being evil, dude. Like, my main thing. Yeah. <laughs> or he allowed that potentiality to exist to be create to come into manifestation. It's all it's all a part of his him, you know. Ultimately, it's a manifestation of God. So yeah, it's crazy. But you know, and then we look at Easter. Let's take a look at Easter here for a second. You know, Easter really is another word for Ishtar, which is the moon goddess. She's your Isis, uh, solar moon goddess, <laughs> you know, because in the ancient system they had the, you know, they had the father, son, god, and then they had the uh, son, his son, which was basically another manifestation of him, and then you had the mother, you know, of the son, the goddess, you know, which was, the woman was equated to the moon, you know, and the night, the dark, once again, it's the Hegelian dialectic working. And so, like, that's basically what this is about. It's like another uh, pagan celebration, 
that Christians have accepted. This is a festival of Ishtar. What they really want to be doing is they want to be celebrating Passover. That's really what they should, how they should be celebrating Jesus' uh, resurrection. Because he's like that Passover lamb that was slain. You know, that took place back in ancient times where they sacrificed the lamb. You know, at Passover. Handmade lamb. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, that to me is like, once again, it's just, and once again, Easter is another one of those holidays. It's like super, uh, it's like all over, celebrated all over the world. You know, it's a Babylonian, I believe a Babylonian lie, you know, of the, the mother of all harlots, you know, we're like they're, we're reading about here in Revelation. Harlots. Yeah. Harlots. 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 Whores. What? That's what it is. Whore of Babylon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so it also says mother of all harlots. So there's other, uh, harlots are other churches, I believe. When you talk about horse of that magnitude, it includes men and women. <laughs> well, it says that, remember what it says here, that the, the woman, the whore of Babylon, uh, that it fornicated itself with the kings of the earth as well. So who are these kings of the earth? Are these presidents of the United States, potentially? You know, or other uh, countries in the world, you know? Or are they other, like, rich global elite people that, like, is connected to, like, the Vatican, connected to the papacy? Like, this concept is not something that's new, by the way. I'm not, I didn't just come up with this. Mm. This is something that uh, was originally created... Uh, during the time of the Reformation, um, where people took a stand against the Catholic Church <laughs> and their tyrannical authority, um, and they challenged their authority, and some of these people died for it. <laughs> you know, during the time of the Reformation, uh, through the Inquisition, and. The leader of the Inquisition was none other than Ignatius Loyola, which is the founder of the Jesuit order. And I guess that's really what I'm trying to say, is that the kings of the earth are connected to Jesuits. <laughs> They're connected to Spokane. They're connected to Gonzaga University. You know, and all the other universities in the West Coast Conference. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all interconnected. You know, really, the the churches are, unfortunately, uh, I believe through the World Council of Churches, all under the control of Jesuit. Jesuit control and intrigue, and which ultimately leads back to control for the, for the mother of all harlots, you know, the whore of Babylon, the Catholic Church. And this is also why you see, like, Mary in the Catholic Church, like so adored, you know, it's like, Mary is like the whore of Babylon. <laughs> I have to say, dude, it's really the whore of Babylon in disguise, dude. Well, they teach you that Mary was a whore in middle school or elementary <laughs> or some. I 
to Catholic school my life, so. So you got first-hand account knowledge of the horror of Babylon hard at work, indoctrinating the youth with their lies. I've Well, I appreciate that knowledge. Mm. I'm not sure everybody else does and probably can sympathize with you because they've probably been through it to some degree. Our li- some of our listeners as well they are, can they sympathize with what you're the indoctrinational system of Catholicism and the Catholic Church, not to mention the pedophilia. Let's <laughs> just not even well, go there. But uh, that in itself is horror Babylonish. Uh, I think, don't you? Yeah, but like our bastard sons or something hard at work. Dirty. Yeah, it's just wrong. It's, it's just all bad, dude. It's all too too controlling and manipulative. And you just can't trust it or anybody affiliated with it. Mm. I'm sorry, I just, you know, it's, I don't really want to, like, say these kind of things, but, like, I believe they have to be said. You know, just like, just like you have to tell the Christians, like, you can't celebrate these things anymore. Like, God does not approve. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just unfortunately true, and you need to accept it. And move move on you know and to like the alternatives like just celebrate Passover you know if you want to celebrate eat the real Easter simple there's no excuse <laughs> you know it's, it's easy like Christmas oh like celebrate Hanukkah it says that Jesus celebrated Hanukkah actually if you look at the Bible yeah like it says that I believe there's a passage that talks about him, like, that it makes specific mention that he uh, was observing uh, the this this festival of sorts, I guess you could say, that, you know, was happened a little bit before his time. I think it was a couple hundred years or something like that. I don't really know for sure, but, yeah, that's when, like, Hanukkah took place. It was, like, a couple hundred years before Jesus, and he was uh, at a, one of the celebrations of Hanukkah, I believe. It mentions that in Scripture. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, to me, it's like you can transition into these other things, I think, and uh, which are going to be a lot more uh, pleasing to God. You know what I mean? This is like what you try to tell people in the churches, but, you know, once again, they're just like, they don't want to hear it. You know, they don't want to hear that, like, they're wrong, you know, or like this is necessarily bad in the eyes of God, but because really... Because when you admit that wrong, thing Makes you look bad. What well, you, <laughs> you've been teaching thousands of people what you think. But see, the problem is, it's like a, it's a catch-22 because the pastor is like, they want the money. And so it's like, it's probably really easy for pastors to put themselves in a state of denial over it like oh like god understands and like i'm sure a lot of them have like if they know anything about it at all anyway you know it's bad uh you know it's like they're they're gonna easily be able to justify it in their minds because of the, the opportunity for money you know it's like oh like god wouldn't want me to like god's okay with it like we can do this you know like and, and god will accept it you know, and, and take the funds from paganism uh-huh. into our own in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. You know, <laughs> so to me, it's like it seems really easy for people to rationalize it in their minds. You know what I mean? I don't know. 
<laughs> Don't you think? Like, human nature would be like, oh, like, to, to try to just, like, be, uh, like, try to get some scapegoat route, you know, out of it, you know? <laughs> you could, you could, you could try to justify, because the money, the love of money, is the root of all evil and shit, you know? Money is so necessary. Yeah, especially when you're in a competition with everybody else to try to see like who's the biggest baller. Who's got more? I don't know. I mean, it's just, is that way people think? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know, dude. To me, it it's just a black and white issue. Um, like. You know, God says he wants to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. I would imagine if you're going to profess to be follower of Jesus, you're going to want to worship Jesus in spirit and in truth, too, you know? Maybe like Jesus would like approve of this. Hold for the song. Yeah, I just think that Just need to maybe look at, or you know, could this be some kind of judgment like, from God on the churches for practicing syncretism? Do you think it's possible, right? And God's just like throwing down the whip on him? <laughs> maybe. Like he, like I believe he's throwing down the whip on Hollywood, dude. Uh, he shut down the false prophet. Being that they can't work. Yeah, like you drive by theaters and there's like in the coming attractions and stuff or stuff playing or whatever. Uh, there's like nothing, like nothing on there. Uh, it's it's funny, dude. Bizarrely, that. Stuff took place this year, yeah. I mean, it's disease like shut down most of our country, Hollywood included. <laughs> Sports. Sports are kind of trying to make a comeback, but it's just yeah, like, it's still, it's still weird. It uh, is. It's just like, it's just, if you can't do it like the natural way, it's just not, don't do it. Yeah. But it's like even greed like in sports too. Yeah, it is. It's like a yeah, it's an uneasy kind of feeling. But um yeah, it's oh, there was a, something I was going to tie in um uh, in regards to this. Oh, I can't I can't seem to think about what it was, but uh the sports uh, it, it's just, it's a weird thing and I just don't, I don't know if anything, if things are going to get back on track ever, dude. Like, it just... Uh-huh, it's kind of an attack that is hard to recover from. Yeah, it's just, it really just kind of is. And, and, um, that's why I just, I really don't know, dude. Like, the whole rest of the feature is, seems really, it seems sketchy, dude. Like, a sketchy... <laughs> A sketchy flow of things, you know. Now we're we're getting closer to the election. 
and I don't know who knows what's gonna happen, dude. There's just a lot of a big riff uh, coming. Like the divide is growing stronger and broader, and yeah, it's we'll see what happens, man. But ultimately, like these churches and stuff. Crazy, kind of a crazy deal for them. I don't know. Welcome to another episode of ANC and Arcus News Corporation. And we're live here tonight. That's our going through the horrors of 9 11. We're back, we're alive, we're still ready to kick ass and take names and. Uh, enforce anarchism. And really, is this COVID-19 oppression really necessary? No, it's not. Huh? But it is when you have a tyrannical regime that's thirsty for control. <laughs> so, so what so what's that mean? Doing something for them or what? Am I doing something for them? The government or what? The government's doing something for who? Are you doing something for them? Am I doing something for them? Yeah. Me personally? Yeah. What would I be doing for them? Um... <laughs> what would I be doing for the government, Riley? Searching for imposters. Searching for imposters? Huh? I don't think I'm searching for imposters. <laughs> Who's an imposter? Are we then, then what you really mean to say is, are we doing something for the government? Yeah. Are we a part of intelligence? What I mean is, are you putting your mask on because they told you to? And there's 97 percent of our world right now wearing masks every day when they get up go to work <laughs> wear masks well see that's because they're enforcing something upon the people yeah they and they have the ability to do so just like i recently saw within uh, I think it's more just an enforcement than really doing anything. An enforcement rather yeah. than doing something? Yeah. Well, that could be one way of looking at it. Yeah, looking at the situation. Um, what we really see, though, more than anything, though, is just it's control. control over the people, you know, and that's why we're here doing Anarchist News Corporation is to, uh, as prophets, so to speak, <laughs> to let the people know um, that the 
this is what's happening. You know, it's like in the times of the most complete tumultuousness on earth, like I personally believe that there's prophets, there's people who are speaking the truth about what's really going on and what really matters. And that's what we're trying to do. Prophesy. Prophesy, just like prophesied uh, the prophesied the system of music, you know, and the song, the Hanukkah song we were talking about, you know, on the ANC News Feed episode, you know, and so we're just trying to be voices of reason. Uh, we're just trying to do uh, what is right, you know, because there's a lot of people who are doing a lot of wrong out there uh, enforcing these uh, tyrannical uh, rules and regulations um, upon us that people uh, really don't oh, they're a violation, violation of many people's constitutional rights for one um, that's the tyrannical factor uh, a part of it all but of course, yeah. of course the, the, the people who are doing this are not going to give the, the proper spin um, in the news to reflect that kind of a perspective about them you know, it, you know they're going to make it look like oh this is nothing wrong with this just just do as you're told and everything will be okay and everybody does that you know they don't question it it's just like this is okay yeah that's the thing Americans aren't questioning why they're being told to do all these things yeah and of course the system doesn't want to address this no they don't want to address this factor you know in the equation of reality here on planet it's Earth. It's a non-factor. It's a definite non-factor, right? You well, can sit in the better there. And, um, you know, that's what, why we're once again trying to enforce the anarchism to the people. You know, we're trying to be voices of reason um, in a time of complete, like, confusion. Chaos. Chaos. It really is. But, of course, the system doesn't, like, really magnify the chaos factor. I mean, to a degree it does, but... It's like, once again, it's, it knows w w the way it's directing things and the progress it wants things to take, and it's a very meticulous process to get to the finish line. You know, and the system knows that, and they're patient, and they're going to do uh, you know, exactly as, they, as what's been drawn up. Because <clears throat> you know? that's what this all is. We're just, we're just fulfilling, a, fulfilling a prophecy, you might say. And that's why we wanted to read from the Bible tonight. Because uh, we actually uh, are open-minded people. Uh, we're not Bible thumpers, but we are people who are open-minded and looking for answers. And we found what I believe to be some prophetic messages that were written 2,000 years ago that apply, I believe, to our times right now. So that's why we wanted to read from the scriptures here uh, and, and validate another fact, I believe, from the Bible. Uh, recently, in one of our previous episodes, we've uh, validated what I believe to be the prophecy that is um, bearing witness to Jesus' coming, uh, which is in the book of Thessalonians in the New Testament, where it talks about Jesus coming back and everybody's going to be caught up in the air uh, to meet him. Or all of his people, his people will be caught up in the air to meet him, is what it really says. But what we're trying to say is that what this air is, is it's the ether that's 
transmitting the signals through the technology and the cell phones and the computers and all that stuff so that we can all simultaneously see Jesus at the same time. And so... Everybody's going to be looking at their phone and... When he comes back. Yeah. And, and that's what we're really trying to uh, stress that this is like the, the Bible, the Apostle Paul prophesied this. And this to me is a validation of the scriptures and the truth. And that there is people who prophesy things uh, to a generation of their time or make prophecies that could go to the distant future, you know, which is what I believe we're experiencing right now. Uh, could you please get the uh, Daniel scripture on here, Riley, for us? We're going to read now the next factual piece of evidence that uh, we can ascertain uh, about the future uh, on from the Bible. And this is in... Uh, the book of Daniel, it's uh, Daniel uh, 12, uh, verse 11, or verse 4, and it says, What's that? I got it. Yeah. It says here, uh, once again, Daniel uh, chapter 12, verse 4, says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. And to me, this is what we have right now in this age, <coughs> particularly. You know, people are running to and fro over the earth through planes, trains, and automobiles, and knowledge has increased through technology. And technology is that means by which, you know, Jesus is able to be manifested, you know, to everyone at the same time. You know, this is what we're, we're leading more towards. And with this 5G stuff, it's all making the signal more conductive. Yeah. So everybody can be connected. And this is a sign of the end, I really believe. And, you know, it says that there's going to be people who, you know, are going to be, you know, saved. In the end time, there's going to be a lot of people who are not, unfortunately. <laughs> and in ways, I find in ways that I find it that we are living in ways in, in hell now. Yeah. Well, and that's really what it talks about. Um, it's like a purgatory, but like a temporary hell. Yep. Huh? Well, and it says here uh, in the book of Daniel as well, I'm going to read another point. Um, to, to talk about the end times are going to be like, they're going to be tumultuous. They're not going to be fun. You know, before Jesus comes back, it's going to be very bad. It's going to be a lot of like just craziness that's just going down. Yeah. This COVID nineteen, I believe, is one of those kind of things. You know, precursor. A precursor to it all. Yeah, it's like it's because it's the once again the other prophecy is in the Book of Revelation with the beasts. You know, and we've all heard a lot about the mark of the beast. You know, and stuff like that. And 
you know, I believe this is once again another prophecy that's true. It's uh, you know a, a system of control that arises that enforces all this like just I believe civil unrest, civil war, chaos, friction, Hegelian dialectic science, social science at work. Um, you know, dividing and conquering the people. You know, this is this is exactly what we're seeing. You know, it's this is how what the beast is utilizing. This to. is real life. This is real life. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is like all backed up the factual end stuff. of times. Reading it right now from the Bible. But what do you say about the people who like don't believe the Bible, Riley, and think that this is a bunch of crap? The part of hell. Yeah, I imagine when the end times do come, that it'll be like all all will call them the other people right now. Mm-hmm. will turn into zombies. Everyone is not saved at this. Yeah, because there, uh, there is people who are going to be saved, it says in the Bible, and everybody knows that, that there's going to be yeah. a chosen people that are going to survive, that God's going to, a small percentage of people. Uh, it says right here, and many of them, this is, uh, this is Daniel 12, verse 2, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be wise people. You know, not wise guys. We're trying to be wise, wise people. You know? And rich people was. Yeah. Yeah, and... With God. Yeah, and we're trying to turn many to righteousness, is what we're trying to do. Yeah. And that's really... When you're righteous, you're free. Because when you're righteous, you're smart. And, like, God gives you the know-how to, uh, you know, overcome and persevere in times that are tumultuous and harsh, hardcore. And we know that persevering going back. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Riley was giving me some encouraging text, but unfortunately he didn't uh, earlier today. He was, but unfortunately he wasn't spilling per- persevere properly. He was spilling it preserve. <laughs> I was preserve. Like, Preserver, preserver, something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was funny. I was like, I knew what he meant, though. It was good. Yeah, and so we're here uh, reading from uh, these these scriptures that I believe are bearing witness to quite possibly the the times we're living in right now. You know, we're trying to turn people to righteousness. You know, and trying to be wise. What do we have from Daniel that we need to read? Uh, I'm, let me find something here. Yeah, we've... i go back in the app, too, if you need that. Uh, I think I've got it here. Um, 
I want to get to the part where it talks about the horror of horrors. Yeah, I like that when it talks about the, they shall go through the, the people shall go through the horror of horrors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, that sounds really bad. Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, and the uh, chapter, uh, chapter 12, verse 11, and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. So it's like it's talking about an abomination that maketh desolate. So these people are looking, I believe, this, the beasts and stuff are looking to, like, they're looking to do away with, like, the world. Like, they want to they wanna get rid of us. They want to, like, depopulate and stuff. And, like, it's just going to be bad just gonna be bad news man like there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> I to say. definitely not uh, step in the right direction or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean unfortunately there's nothing we can do about it it's just it's going to they're going to get there we can know about it yeah but we know about it right now we're trying to and we're trying to tell people about it this is what's happening. Or thinking that one thing would be much more satisfying than that's almost like nothing. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Because if you think about this, um, you're kind of in the dark. I think God keeps a shadow over us. Yeah, God. I think that God does have some kind of a uh, to um, a Yeah, He does have a certain hedge of protection over over mankind yeah. in the midst of this. Like He's only allowing their plans to proceed to a certain degree. Uh, that's why I said it's like it's a meticulous process, but. Uh, here's another scripture in here in, in the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 9. And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. So that's basically saying to me that all these scriptures... They had no choice or whatever. Well, no, no. It's, it's just saying all these scriptures are, are sealed up to the time of the end. So No changing it, basically. Well, I just think that, like, he's stressing that all these people in previous times that have tried to understand these scriptures, it really doesn't matter because the, these words, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. So the understanding of what these really, this really means is only for the end times people, the chosen people of God. Yeah. That's what I think it means. And it says here, uh, chapter 12, verse 10, many shall be purified and made white and tried... But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of these wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be wise. And we're trying to be purified. Many shall be purified and made white and tried. That's an interesting word right there. Tried. They shall be tried. You know what that means? It's because it says the beast makes war against the lamb and his chosen people in the book of Revelation. 
So it's like, we're being tried. We got to go through all this bullshit. We got to jump through all these hoops. Oh, these right. COVID-19 yeah. things. We got to go through all this nonsense that the I beast is like challenging us with. I'm being tried hardcore. I'm sure you are, man. Huh? Yeah, this, uh, your disability is being, is a tried, you're being tried. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lot to handle. Yep. But you know what? Uh, we have these words that can be comforting maybe in a time like now. You know, it's like when everything you hear is com- it seems like confusion about what to think. You can maybe take comfort in knowing that these words might have relevancy for our time and... And are not confused. Yeah, and then we just take... take... Uh, pleasure in knowing these truths you know that were written about 2,000 years ago or more you know so I think that's really cool um and then once again we're just trying to validate the scriptures because I believe that like people look at the bible in this day and age as a politically incorrect thing hate speech and so many other things but I think that there's truths that we can learn from the bible just like there's truths that we can learn from other religions too, you know what I mean? I think that like yeah. I think that all religions, you know, really have something, some kind of truth to offer, you know, that could be beneficial to help us evolve. Buddha or not? Sure. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, we can give just as much credibility to those as we can the Bible. You know, I think. I don't think that all those religions are true. Like I do. Like I believe the Bible is. I believe the Bible is inspired by the true God. Uh, but I, I don't think that all these re- religious, uh, you know, g- figures of other religions, you know, they might not have worshipped God or anything, but, like, they had some good ideas. You know, like, I think in Hinduism, they have some really good ideas, like in the Aryavedic um, scriptures of the Vedas, the Aryaveda. There's a lot of health stuff in there, in Hinduism, in the Aryaveda, you know? Are you what? It's called Aryurveda. But you see this stuff in like a lot of products. A lot of new agey stuff. They call it Aryurvedic. You know, it's like new agey. But once again, like in the Aryurveda, like we can get a a lot of truths about health, you know, and knowledge about that they present, you know, in those, these old scriptures, you know, of Hinduism. I don't find anything wrong with that. It's it's got some kind of like health remedies that are going to help me feel better or something. You know, like, I'm all for that. Some kind of tonic or something that's Ayurvedic. That's, that's great, you know? Mm-hmm. You're just like yoga. You know, yoga's another thing that comes from, you know, like, you know, Buddhism and, you know, Hinduism. Hindus practice, uh, you know, yoga and, you know, I believe that Buddhists, you know, they probably practice yoga too. Um, I don't know about Taoists or uh, Confucianists, but, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of truths to be understood. Maybe in like the practice of yoga, it can be I very therapeutic. I think God created yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that one hundred percent. Amen to that. And I think most heterosexual men, straight men, would say amen to that as well. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's just all we're really trying to do. And you know, when we bring up these things in the Bible, you know. It's you know we're bringing up other religions too. So if people think we're Bible thumpers, and we're just strictly biased. Uh, 
strictly biased Bible-thumping Christians, that's wrong because we just gave paid homage to Hinduism and Buddhism, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. And another thing that I like to mention uh, that they, they, they talk about in uh, yoga, uh, which is actually kind of like a sub-body of yoga, which is called Tantra, there's a form of sexual Tantra that's actually... Uh, a very tantric word. Yeah, it's called tantric. It's tantric yoga. Yeah, it's called Mythuna yoga, uh, Mythuna Tantra. Yeah, and it's based on sexual, uh, using sexual desire and stuff uh, as a form of like altering consciousness and stuff. And, yeah, it's like spiritual kind of experience and stuff, a, a yoga kind of thing. But what what also is interesting is in Taoism they talk about. Uh, like regulating how much you uh, like come, you know, or orgasm, uh-huh. and that's what my Thuna Tantra talks about as well. It talks about you know like suppressing orgasm and stuff. And I have to say that in my age, yeah. my need for climax has dramatically gone down. Uh, like dramatically I went from every day to like couple times a week Dan <laughs> up and that's all, all I need yeah I don't think any more is excessive in your to giving in too easily to your... Yeah. Your, uh... Well, I actually think that Taoism is right on about this. I think that it is really good because basically what their their theory is on it is that they're, they basically say that you're draining your life force with the more you do that, yeah. the more you release uh, yeah. climax or orgasm or whatever. And really, really, the best thing to do, the best thing, that really, what they're telling you to do is to become blue balls. <laughs> yeah. This is what they, they do. And this is what we see in, like, Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra is, is basically, like, you have sex for, like, like hours upon end, and you, like, you don't have orgasm. It's like yeah. you're, you're building up, like, your vital life force through sex, through, yeah. through stimulating yourself sexually. The one miraculous release. But no, they say you want to get as the the theory uh, is in the mind. No, eventually. Well, the theory is though is that you want to get as close to release as you can and then not release, because that's supposed to that's where the real, uh, like power comes from. Huh? If you know how to do this right, like you can like gain like access into some, you know, higher state of consciousness and stuff. Yeah, it's it's very magical. Yeah, some people would say this. Uh, a cult, you know, and this is why, where you see kind of some of the stuff in like New Age, you know, like Kama Sutra and stuff like that. But once again, this is just other religions uh, promoting stuff that I believe is like healthy, is good, you know, and true, and just like in the Bible. So if people want to say like, oh, you're not bringing anything out, but Bible stuff, no, we're like giving homage to other religious stuff. We're open minded. We're receiving whatever is light, you know. And then we're trying to feed that back through uh, the power of technology all over the world. We've noticed in our analytics that we're being broadcast all over the world. And so 
like we're just trying to be like it says in Daniel like we mentioned earlier like we read from the Bible it says like we want to be teaching people righteousness we want to be teaching people what is right because it says those people who do that are the ones that are going to get the reward you know from we're going to be blessed you know but unfortunately there's going to be we're going to be tried in, in the midst of trying to do that like it says as well we're going to be tried I feel like this brain injury is my court case. God was like, okay, Rodney, try this thing. Because I was the only one in the rack, the only car, the only person in the car. And I got brain injured. And so, to me, that's just God saying, okay, Riley, let's put you to the test here. Yeah, well, this is definitely, yeah, I mean, and I would imagine, dude, that, like, realistically speaking, that anybody who's, like, chosen of God who's going to uh, be counted as the called chosen and faithful of Jesus or whatever in the end, you know, is going to have to go through some so, pretty trying times, dude, yeah, like, to get to so. that point. God's just not going to give it to you on a silver platter. It's like, oh, I've chosen you, and you're going to go through no Either problems, no nothing ever gonna, in your life. You're going to be just, like, living a pe- paradise on earth. Either that or <laughs> you're going to be... You're going to take the mark of the beast if you don't go through that. That's what's no, going to happen No, you're you. going to have tried <laughs> yourself your whole life. If you try yourself, do you know what I mean, try yourself? No, I don't know what you mean, actually. Explain what you mean by try yourself. Try yourself. I mean, if you're... We're talking about just being tried through living on Earth in the end times. It's going to be a trying time. For everybody, really, like, not just the people of God. I think that's right now. Oh, that's what we're trying to promote. We're trying uh, to promote that theory right now to people, you know, which I believe is very possibly a truth, a truism, whatever you want to call it, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to reach out to the whole world. Because really, the whole world is being affected by this, this crisis, you know, yeah. so kind of in, it, in this together, you know, and really nobody's better than the other in this kind of a situation, you know, unless you're the one that's, like, dictating the the rules and the laws, like, you're no different. It's, like, when you look at, like, professional athletes or celebrities, like, they've all, they're all going through the same rigmarole, you know, the yeah. same rigamortis, yeah. you know, that everybody else is, and that's really what it is. It's same a decay, man. We are. It's a decay of, like, it's that abomination that make it desolate, you know? It's, like, they're ready to just, like, I believe, like, cleanse the earth. <laughs> you know, I think. I don't know. This is Post- social cleansing. Yeah, social cleansing. That's a, yeah. that's a cool word, Riley. That's a cool way of putting it. Cause that's really what it is. Yeah, it's social cleansing from a socialist, communist uh-huh. uh, ideology and uh, political persuasion, you know, and we unfortunately see that uh, even in America we see that this is a very dominant part of 
what people want in America. <laughs> they want that for some reason. They want more tyranny. Uh. They want more control. You know, they want they want to re- relinquish their rights to somebody who thinks is going to be their savior. And that's really what it felt like I thought Barack Obama was going to be. They don't want to do anything for themselves. Exactly. They want everything handed to them. Yeah, by a tyrant who they think is going to treat them like yeah, like his, his children, his royal children or something. Yeah, fuck. You know, and that's what we really see is like happened in the states over this last year. We've seen a bunch of saviors that came came to save the people in the midst of the crisis. You know, like like the governors of uh, the United States of America. You know, they were the saviors that came to came to help the people in the time of need. You know, where everybody should be bowing down and paying homage, saying thank you, savior, for this wonderful. Power trip you placed upon us. Uh-huh. Now let us bow down and kiss your feet. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, that's uh-huh. just, I mean, it just seems like what it kind of was. You know, that's the way the media wanted to spin it. For the people to, to think, you know? It's just like, what's it going to be next is the question, though. I mean, we've already looked at it. Like, the majority of the major... Densely populated areas uh, in the United States are basically communist, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, babe. I mean, with all the rules and stuff that everybody has now, you compile that into a big city and you have lots of people under one rule and I know what's going to happen. Yeah, just what's going to be next. Uh-huh. Exactly, what's going to be next. It's like we've already seen a, a slight degree of the tyranny being enforced. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Are people ready to get crazy? Huh? I don't know, man. I feel like that's where it's headed, man. People are ready to ride, man. <laughs> ready to get it, get down. You know? I don't know, man. I have to decide what side you're on. Yeah, are you? Yeah, are you ready to ride? Are yeah, you ready to, to. Are you ready to? Are you ready to kiss the toe? <laughs> of the savior. That's the thing is that to relinquish all control and all of the future to God, you have to. Oh God, oh God. Huh? Relinquish control to God for the future? Relinquish your whatever control you think you have to him and be a good person at the same time and that will your your feeding head 
fucking up the world works. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, yeah, I think definitely like relinquishing control to God is uh, what we need to do. And we need to put like his. Drop that down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we at this point in the game is definitely uh, trying to plead to God for. <laughs> Uh, for him to watch over us is definitely, yeah, definitely something that we would be definitely helpful. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, I think that, like I said before, I think earlier in this episode, that you know it's going to run its course. It's going to run its course, but you know I think that you know I think we're going to be okay. Some people are going to be okay, you know, and just gotta hope that you're part of that group. <laughs> the four hundred forty-four thousand or so. One hundred forty-four thousand. Yeah. Huh? Yep. Yep. Like them and the sea, the masses of people, all being caught up in the clouds, huh? in, through the through the Ethernet, the air, multitudes of people, all getting caught up through technology. That's really where we're all, like, I feel like climaxing towards eventually. It's like, what else? Are, we're either climaxing towards that or climaxing towards <laughs> complete domination and control through technology. And what I think is going to happen is people going to realize that they've been taking advantage of or something. Duped is the word. Duped, whatever you want to call it, and then it's going to be too late. Yep, because that's just how the enemy wants to work. I don't want nothing to do with that. Yeah, you don't want to be in that boat where your consciousness uh, is uh, you're no. having to come clean with your conscience about not being prepared for this. Yeah. That's why we're here. We're trying to prepare you right now. You know, because there's a God. Get at ready. Time, at that time, God's going to, like, His Holy Spirit's going to, like, judge everybody in that time of judgment of the end. And everybody's going to have to be, like, holding account where they're going to have to be, like, God's going to say to them, well, remember on the Anarchist News Corporation when they were telling you that you need to get right with God? <laughs> it's time. You know, and you just put it off, didn't you now? No, remember what it talked about when we read in Daniel earlier that the wise the wise. wise will understand. Okay? Not the stupid people in Hollywood Indeed. making stupid movies and shows and music that sucks. <sighs> you know? And Dumbing down everybody with their stupid concepts. What do you see? When was the last time you heard anybody in the uh, Hollywood talk about any of this, these kind of concepts? As they can't, because they gotta they gotta only make generic crap that just you yeah. know is, just, is fluff for the people. The next fluffy thing, you know, for yeah. them to, for them to lay their head on, you know, or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, you have to hold an account. There's gonna be other things too where God tried to. I believe, like, reach people in different ways, not just us, other ways. And he maybe tried to connect with you in a supernatural kind of way or something. You know, it got your attention, like, 
where you wondered if it was God trying to reach you. Who, me? No. People listening. <laughs> oh, God, so you know I follow God. No, I, maybe you as well. <laughs> maybe me. I don't know. It's just, we're going to have that account now, man. Whereas this, we're going to have to say, you know, like, yeah, God, yeah, you did. You did try to talk to me then, you know. You know we have to hold an account to him. We have to come clean in our consciousness of just like, oh, man, judgment day. Judgment day is real. We're headed towards the judgment day, I think, because we've already presented the facts. That is the time of the end. It's upon us. It's upon us. Uh, yeah, but, but, but people will be like, no. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Nah, it's not yet, is it? You don't nah. know what you're talking nah, I'll come about. Now. Yeah, maybe what you're saying and, and some of that stuff makes a little yeah. bit of sense. But I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> and that in denial will be the first thing that any any person who's not saved turns to denial first off because they Ooh, Riley. don't want to do the work themselves. Oh, he sounds almost like Democrats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hence why I don't know if we'll be seeing too many Democrats and it's a new system. Uh, God love them. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean... It's just one of those kind of things. It's a catch-22 type deal, yo, man. You know, where... What do you do? You know, what do you do when you're confronted with these kind of thought-provoking ideas about reality? I don't know. You gotta, gotta make the wise decision, though, because if you don't, you're gonna take the mark of the beast, and it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good for you, because God's not gonna have your hedge of protection like Riley said. It's like it's going to be too late for those people to take the mark of the beast. When the and revelation I, hits and Judgment Day comes... Yeah, I think I was almost too late. I think that this didn't have... This wasn't supposed to happen to me. We never would have this conversation. Everything, and, everything has its purpose, yeah. Yeah, and... I, this is my test. Yeah, you're great. Your magnum opus of, <sighs> of trial. <laughs> yeah, and you just gotta rise above it. Well, you're doing it right now, Riley, because yeah. you're, you're, you're not being mad at God for it. Mm -hmm. You're not cursing God for oh. what he's done. You're, you're opening your heart to, like, what he's calling you to do, which is, like, you know, be a prophet to the people, like yeah. being a voice of reason through yeah. Anarchist News Corporation. And as I believe there was like a serious battle for your soul, Riley, when you crashed. There was like a battle in like the in the heavenlies, you know. Yeah, the must they, they, won the, they won must the, They wanted to take you out, Riley, because they yeah. knew they knew that you're going to be a voice of reason. You're going to be one of those people that shine like the. Stars of the firmament that lead they people to righteousness. Really. the moment that was isolated. Yeah. Yeah. And drunk. <laughs> so that was the time. Probably a lot easier for the devil to take advantage of our 
young person and a sober one. He just had an appointed time or something. I don't know. Huh? Maybe it's had like an appointed time where it was like you had the where he was like able to like get in on you or something. Huh? I don't know. Get the shot and nobody. Yep. Try to try to see if God would let you let you die. And they didn't. He didn't. Because he's like, nope. Like, so, if, if you were one of the chosen people, Riley, like, you can't die. The enemy can't attack you enough to take you out. But he can maybe bring you pretty damn close like you did. Yeah, yeah. What happened with you? I think so, man. I agree with you. Like, this is hardcore trials. This hardcore tries and times for the, the chosen ones. Unless you're always trying to be good. Yeah. See? I am realizing a lot of stuff about life right now and about God that I didn't think about years back. Sure. Now it's like a time of new thinking for me. Yeah. That's open, becoming more open-minded, right? And that's really what we're trying to talk about on the Anarchist News Corporation is is telling people to be more open-minded, you know, about things, you know, and, like, more open to, like, maybe a new progressive way of thinking, you know, as opposed to, like, the standard procedure, business-as-usual system rules and regulations of how they're trying to impose us to put us in boxes of Democrat and Republican, you know what I mean? We're trying to uh, challenge people's thinking on this, you know, and, like, maybe something maybe new, you know, and apparently, like, now here in Spokane, we have a spaz, as uh-huh. opposed to a chaz, you know? Spokane Autonomous uh, Zone. Uh-huh. That's what it's called. Spaz is perfect. Spaz. Spazoids. Yeah. That's what we're going to call those people. Yeah, you're all spazoids. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's... But... People are trying to do this, you know, trying to do this thing. And, you know, to a degree, I actually have to say, you know, like, hey, like, God love them, you know. They're they're trying to do something different, you know. That's what we're trying to say, right? You know, we're just trying to, like, be open-minded and trying to break the rules and stuff. But I just don't know. I mean, to me, this just seems more like a socialist agenda uh, than than an anarchist agenda. You know what's funny is, like, 98% of all people think that sex is, like, the top of the, top of the line for anyone. They think that, I mean, sex is, like, the best thing? Thing ever, yeah, when, like, when really... Being a faithful servant and not giving into bodily pleasures or whatnot is what actually needs to happen. I believe that's correct, and that's what people what people are going to uh, become more spiritual. See, that's the thing when people are more they think more along the lines of the sensual and the animal desires of of human nature they become more like an animal. When they become purified and righteous, they experience a whole new reality of, of existence. Yeah. 
you know, and that's really uh, where we get into the concepts of um, magic and Freemasonry and occultism and stuff. And I think then I think that puts me in purgatory. Why would you be in purgatory? Because I can either just lay and die off or I can live and maybe that means I live and don't just die. Huh? Yeah, no it's, it's your choice, yeah. Yeah, I mean, every, and everybody's got choices like that in their life where they can do something different and choose to, you know, do something more with their life or they can live kind of just a mundane kind of reality. It's like there's different kinds of options that we have. Yeah. Life's full of options. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of ANC, Anarchist News Corporation. We're live here tonight after ushering in the New Year of Rosh Hashanah. And now we're ready to get back to work and start making podcasts and, uh, and helping people to understand uh, the truth, uh, nature reality. <laughs> uh, as best as we can help and we're also letting people know I have to vote yeah we're making new uh, <laughs> we've been making some the irony is is we're about to make an episode <laughs> <laughs> telling people uh, not to vote and then we get the sponsorship uh, offers to make some money a new sponsor and uh, they're all about uh, teaching people to uh, go to certain uh, sites and uh, get informed about elections and stuff. And uh, it was just kind of ironic. We're the timing was was odd. Uh, so impeccable. Yeah, it was impeccable. Uh, impeccable timing on on things. And <laughs> so we did them. Because uh, we're sellouts like that. <laughs> so we, we're going to be offering some new uh, sponsor on our uh, our episodes. So check those out, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're going to tell us... They're going to tell you to do what we're telling you not to do. <laughs> Which is get out there and support your local congressmen and women. Oh, they're making the world a better place. But... One thing they weren't trying. trying to, but one thing they weren't doing is stopping the wildfires here in Washington State. But that's something that I just uh, that we want to talk to you a little bit t- about tonight is the wildfire situation here in uh, the, on the West Coast. Really hard for God to get solar hit. <laughs> if he did <ended> that. <laughs> Yeah, it's Riley's making fun of me because I like to uh, do solar hits, um, and I, I use the sun the to, smoke to smoke weed. Up the sun, you ain't got no solar hits. 
But I was actually able to go up on the prairies and get them eventually. Ugh. Once it started to kind of break just a little bit. It was pretty thick at the beginning. But the one of the things that I wanted to mention about the wildfires is some very peculiar, odd occurrences during the wildfires that took place. It's like, before the wildfires uh, started, um, one thing that I noticed, like, all summer long, is each day we would have wind. We would have 5, 10, maybe even 15 mile an hour winds every day. There was constant wind, like, all day long. Like, I noticed... And when the smoke came in, uh, when it, like, first arrived, uh, to me, the wind was completely shut off here in Spokane. Wind? The wind. There was absolutely zero wind. When every single day, it was 5 to 10 to maybe in 15 mile an hour winds every day. Like, I mean... So you're you're focusing on this one day? No, I'm focusing on this is what happened for the whole week that we were smoked out here in Washington State. Uh, And to me, it was very odd because... Like I said, I mean, we, were, we had wind every single day. And it was usually pretty substantial. I would say it was usually 10 mile an hour winds aver- on average. Like, really, at least. Like, every day we were getting at least 10 mile an hour winds blowing all day. Do we have them now? Uh, well, the wind kind of finally did come back. But, I mean, to me, it's just very peculiar uh, to me that one once the... You know, the smoke up first arrived that the wind shut off from that point forward for a, a full week, at least. So, no solars for a week? No, there were solars. You go up high, right? I went up on the prairies to get yeah. the solars. Five miles or not? Yep. That's where I went. Yeah, but the thing was, is that there was there was nothing, man. It's just it's really like, to me, stuff like that. That's just completely odd. I mean, literally every single day, for a whole week, there was literally no wind, at all. It's like it's like they blew the wind, blew the smoke in. And, and stuck it there stay? and made it stay stagnated uh, it with like shutting off the wind I really personally believe that this was some kind of weaponized uh, weather modification technology that they're using to shut off the wind and to make this, this, the smoke stay in a particular area for a certain period of time. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to think about, but it, maybe. But it gets it gets more interesting because I was traveling down through kind of the Palouse area here in Washington State through the small farming community towns. And I ended up stumbling across Malden, Washington, and uh, on my way down, 
uh, to my grandma's house and like mauled in. I couldn't even believe it, like what it looked like. It looked like a freaking movie scene, dude. Like <sighs> everything was smoldering and smoking and like there was structures completely like taken out like by fire. By fire. I mean but there then there were certain areas within the town that looked like they were like completely like normal but everything surrounding it was just like like gone but how is these certain patches these areas it seemed like to me it's because the government only wants to pay the fire crew to clean up money making households <laughs> well, that could be one way of looking at it. That's it. That's a very, very uh, interesting point you bring to light. Uh, you know, these places were poor and poor little towns, and uh, I don't know. To me, it looked creepy. To me, like it looked like something had you know potentially done something here like there was some kind of weapon used or something yeah. to make it look the way it is there's something like not right about it to me like just like seeing it the way it looked and like I said it was like a movie scene like to me like just dr- trying to drive through it like I couldn't even get through it because there's just like huh? fire crews everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, it was, it was a kind of a crazy thing, uh, but to me, this whole situation with the, the wildfires was, uh, is kind of weird, it was kind of creepy, you know, it seemed kind of odd, and, uh, you know, I don't know, it just kind of lends you to wonder if that's what they're doing here, uh, here on the west coast, they're, like, burning us up. And on the East Coast, they're, like, creating all these thunderstorms and, you know, stuff like that. You know, it just kind of begs the question, you know, if, if, you know, this is some kind of weather technology that they're using to... Fuck up the United States, damn it! Yeah. Huh? Yeah, because it's all just ways to make money, you know, ultimately, like... Keep the people in, and they had to spend their money on stuff to get because they can't go out and have stuff or something. <laughs> well, I mean, really, they gotta do something, you know, and you know, they'll do what they need to do. You know, to make it right in their eyes. <laughs> you know, the system always is looking to profit off of these disasters in some way. You know, and... I don't know, to me... I agree. I mean, supposedly they're, like, arresting people that, like, potentially were, like, intentionally starting these fires. Like, you know, we've also received reports that... Um, there's people in Oregon saying that, like, while the, the fires were going down, uh, there was, like, they witnessed crews that were just sitting, like, not even doing anything. So, I mean, I, 
they being told, like, not to do anything. Like, yeah. like, like the military-industrial complex starts the fires with their, like, high-beam, you know, technology. From space. From space or some shit. Yeah, and you can't see out. No. So you're screwed there. <laughs> yeah, it just seems to me that, like, I mean... Yeah, and then they just tell the fire crews, like, oh, don't do anything about it, you know, like, just let it burn, like, we're just doing it, this is just a, uh, one of our dry runs, you know, <laughs> with this black ops projects, you know, that we got going on, because we're never satisfied, we're constantly meddling around with shit, and fucking with the fabric and framework of reality, and... <laughs> Because we're American gone. American life. Yeah, American life and lives, and we're just guinea pigs in the, you know, in their cauldron of chaos, dude. Ooh, cauldron of chaos. That's a cool, cool slogan. <laughs> cauldron of chaos. Yeah, cauldron like a witch's cauldron. You know, like cauldron of chaos. It's cool. Cauldron. Cauldron. Yeah, like witches brewing potions and cauldrons and stuff. I like it. I do too. Mm-hmm. Kind of gets you ready for Halloween, another false pagan <laughs> holiday that uh, you know, I really think we can do away with Halloween. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? Well, it's funny because, you know, we used to really go full out for Halloween celebrations and then we found out it was pagan. You know, it had pagan origins that, like, I don't even think people really understand like what they really did during Halloween. What they did to people, they like take people and like burn their faces and like boiling hot water, like what? really bob- bobbing for apples and stuff. Like it was bad. Like, it was like bad, like crazy, like inhumane, <sighs> like shit they did to people. It's like when you hear about all that stuff, you're just like, oh yeah, it's, it's, I really don't want to celebrate that, you know. <sighs> It's not makes it usually kind of an ugly spin. Yeah, it just it really kind of was an ugly kind of celebration, you know, like very, very barbaric, you know. I guess you could You're say. You're supposed to dress up like a monster. Uh, <laughs> I don't know really where that came from. Um, I guess maybe people were dressed up or something. I don't know, <laughs> like. During the celebration, I I don't really know too much it about it. It definitely evolved. It's definitely culturally evolved for sure, you know. And now where it's at, it's just it's like people are once again they're blinded, they're blinded by the system because everybody's taking the mark of the beast. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, like they're scarred by the system, you know, and all of the programming and shit that the system's done to people. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Halloween is one of those things that the system has, like, promoted as, like, do this, you know, because really they know it's, like, they're evil people that make the system, control the system, and they want that energy, you know, of that holiday, that evil holiday being, you know, people focusing attention and stuff into it, it like, gives it power, you see what I'm saying? And that's kind of a deep concept. but could there be some truth to it you know it's like that people like focus all their attention and time into this really evil holiday 
most pagan holiday. And, you know, that's, like, really something you might not want to, like, give your energy to, you know, because it has, like, a bad... It makes you wonder, though, if it's part of the overall balance of life in general. That we need to, like partake in this like it's a part of the balance like the people the masses need to if engage in this activity down, all, all at the same time if, if we take that down make the one size shoot up too high <laughs> unbalanced well that's a, a very provocative way of looking at it I have, you have to say um, I just look at it from the perspective as that it just seems kind of negative to me. Like, like the origins of it and, like, what really happened at the beginning of it was, like, pretty crazy. You know, it's like, do people really want to... You know, people really want to continue to pay homage to this time based on the, the facts of the grisliness of the horrors that took place on it? <laughs> I don't your call the butthole of holidays <laughs> the butthole of holidays uh. <laughs> well then you have you know going to the next day is all souls day you know the catholic church like pays homage for that and brings that to light it's like all souls day is always like the first day of november i believe it is you know it's like day right after halloween it's like <laughs> so I mean I don't know but yeah you know, I'm just saying that something that to me is kind of bad once again I think I've said that about ten times now <laughs> at least I've, I've definitely stressed my point good I think <laughs> good job Matt it almost makes me want to transition into something else <laughs> what were you thinking well, oh, we got a couple of different options. You know, you almost wish that you could, like, um, you know, connect with people's minds and, like, see, like, what, you know, the kind of a topic they might like to have discussed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, a lot of consensus of people's thoughts I'm uh, reading right now are saying they'd like to hear this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, let's talk about this then. Got some pretty deep stuff. <laughs> What we could talk about is uh, that it was just Rosh Hashanah. And you can't, I can't this. <laughs> well, it wasn't. From my place. Well, I noticed that, you know, we are uh, being podcasted in uh, Israel. So I'm sure like people would. Obviously, celebrating Rosh Hashanah there. Huh? You know, so uh, you know, there's people who are interested in that. Happy New Year! Yeah, that's right. It's, huh? it's a Jewish New Year, and so you know, we thought we'd uh, you know touch on that actually a little bit tonight, and uh, you know, that's kind of a cool time actually. It's a new year, and if we look at it from that perspective, if we look at it from that perspective, it's like a new beginning. You know, 2020 is like in the 
in the back, you know, behind us. About probably when the new year comes, the smoke will be have lifted. <laughs> well, the smoke's gone now, right? <laughs> it is? Yeah. I don't go outside. Well, it has. That's the thing. It, it's gone. And it actually... Bizarre. Well, it left what was odd is that it left, like, right when Rosh Hashanah began. So, 2021 was when the smoke left. And I was like, I was glad, because I just thought to myself, I was like, man, like, it'd be really nice to go into 2021, Rosh Hashanah 2021, with no smoke, dude. Because, like, we had been smoked out, like I said, for, like, a whole week, dude. Here. And just happened. Uh, yeah, it was I really bad. Known. I know, I know, I'm not... No, it's okay. outside, but... Yeah, but... Just smoke, ironically. But I thought that that was really cool, though, you see what I'm saying? That we're right when Rosh Hashanah 2021, like, started, the brand new year, like, the smoke was was gone, dude. Oh, cool. Like, all, all of, just all of a sudden, it was just, like, gone. Like, he was, like complete visibility now and like normal almost pretty much yeah so it was like it's gotten better ever since yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so that was kind of an odd thing odd occurrence that we wanted to actually talk about was that you know it's connection to the new so we're just trying to like embrace the new here right now and ANC and try to uh, hope for better things here and 2021 now under the Hebrew calendar if, uh, if we are you know going uh, kind of looking in that direction you know some people are you know they live on that it's kind of this, on that kind of a calendar so um, yeah it's like if God is the God of uh, the Jews uh, then if God is God well, if the God of the Jews is the, the true God, then, like, I would think that the Hebrew calendar is the proper calendar that we should be on. Well, that's the God of the Jews. But the Yahweh. Jews don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. No. That's the irony of it all. What? How do they think he died? I don't know. They think he was like a man who... Well, Josephus says that Jesus was a, a historical man. And that he like paid homage to him. But like said that he was like able to do miracles and stuff. And so a historical Jewish writer did claim that Jesus was real. So, the Jewish people cannot deny Josephus' claim. That's the thing about Jesus. Obviously, Josephus isn't going to go so far as to say he's my Lord and Savior. But, he did put in a good word for him. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, like, as far as I'm concerned. In his historical text of the, the, that time period and era or whatever. So, to me, that's pretty good. Um, so, uh, but yeah, they don't, and it's 
kind of, like I said, the irony of it all. But it's the way it is. So this term Christian jail is ironic. Well, not necessarily because a lot of the kind of in a way. I mean, but at the same time, the Christian does believe in the Tanakh of the Jews, does which is the Old Testament. The Bible of the Christians is made up of the Tanakh or the Old Testament. So, they accept that. So that makes them Jewish. And all of the Jewish holidays are in the uh, Old Testament of the Bible. So, it's you can kind of be Judeo-Christian. I think I think all Christians are like a form, should be like a former Judeo-Christian. That's what would make sense, but... But not for the Jewish person. They don't want to be associated as their name, obviously, associated with Christian. That's the irony of it. So. Why ironic? It just seems crappy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just makes things more difficult, you know? There's like a divide. There's a rift, you know, between these groups of people, unfortunately. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, an evolutionary rift. <laughs> yeah. So- social rift, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. Ma- one of many rifts <laughs> in this in this uh, place where we live in right now. You know, and <clears throat> you know, I guess we'll maybe touch upon the rifts a little bit that we see, you know, like all of this you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff. You know, really, to me, this time that we're living in is, is like a revolutionary time. Almost kind of reminds me of the 1960s. Believe it or not. Yeah, with war and revolution and protests. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar in the same kind. Actually, this is... I don't know how violent it was back then. I assume that there was some violence taking place. Probably. I believe so. I don't think they to see were yanking down statues, though. Yeah, that's true. That shit pissed me off, kinda. Yeah. They're ripping down statues that have been there for a hundred years! Yeah, it just... Fuck! It's just, like, once again, dude, it's like, it's all a new kind of system they're trying to create, you know? So, what are you going to do? You know, I don't know. But there's... Anchor. <laughs> well, I mean... It's it's a sketchy situation out there. But uh, I just think that it's really just a political agenda. Just hard at work, dude. You know. Uh, what do you think? Um, I... Fear that you're right. I fear that you're right, and I don't know a solution. Yeah, because you just can't stop the degrees that these people are willing to go to for their cause. That's what scares me. (laughs) You know, because that's what this whole 
lockdown seemed really to be. You know, it was just you know, something that they were just trying to do to really, I feel, you know, just be jerks. Just be jerks to everybody because they didn't get their way. You know, they tried so many times to try overthrowing their opposing, you know, the opposing side. And they failed every single time until now. With the lockdown and everything. And it's just like they they wanted to be jerks to everybody, I feel like. Because uh-huh. there was a bunch of bitches. They can't make this milkshake not amazing, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> Riley's drinking a milkshake. I guess he's giving a, giving a shout-out to his milkshake he's got here on set. <laughs> oh, man. From Zip Zip and you in Spokane. Good Zips. Z-I-P-S and get a double cheeseburger <laughs> and some tater tops. <laughs> All of which Riley can't eat because when he tries to eat, he gets gaggy and has to spit it out. Yeah, fuck. It's a hell of a deal. But he does get to drink the milkshake, though. That, that goes down, right? Yeah, barely. Barely? But- Goals. <laughs> He's having a hard time eating food. Yeah, I guess right. these days. The food gets in the back of my mouth and I gag. It's terrible, dude. I, I love don't eating food. know what the problem is. Dude, that sucks. Dude, I, I love food mean, so much, dude. It's like the, one of the best parts of life. Food? Yeah. Yeah, fuck, I know, I know. Dude, I would be hating life, dude. If I, if I couldn't eat, I gotta get that my food, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sucky, dude. I seriously live for eating food, dude. <laughs> Let me tell you. Have you ever heard of my, uh, app idea in regards to food I don't know if I'm allowed to do this but I'm going to do it anyway (laughs) yeah it's my idea of it's called the MLE major major league eating huh yeah this is a real thing dude it's like it's a real thing that like I've created and what do you do? Who's it for? What is it? It's Major League Eating, MLE. It's like making fun of professional sports. It's got, uh-huh. like, it's got like a professional sports type logo with like a plate and like fork, a knife, and a spoon like uh-huh. crossing each other. You know? Yeah, it's, uh, and red, white, and blue. Like just like the MLB, Major League Baseball, and like. You know, NBA, you know, with, like, their red, white, and blue. MLE. Yeah, but it's MLE, and it's got, it says MLE, like, MLB, uh-huh. and it's got, uh, right above it, it's got, the logo is, like, a plate, like, a circular plate, yeah. 
that's like divided in red and blue, and it's got like a fork, a knife, and a spoon like crossing oh, together in the middle yeah. of the plate, in the circle of the plate. Yeah, it's uh-huh. a badass red, white, and blue. It's a cool logo. Yeah, but it's all about uh, like food, dude. It's all about uh, like combining different foods together, like a sports, like a sports team does, you know, in like a in like a game. You know, where it's like you have different players. You have different players in the, and usually in a sport, like on a team, you know, they like come together to like do a play and then like what they do is, you know, something sometimes cool, you know, where it looks cool. It's like a touchdown or something or maybe they like score a goal in hockey, you know, or something that it's like, it's like a redirect off like another player or something that looks cool, like how a, you know, it's like, a, yeah. it's a highlight of the, you know, of, of the game, you know, and that's really what the MLE is about. It's about taking food, different foods together and like meals and like having a bite of one food and then having a bite of another together and like the combination of like the two flavors. <laughs> Sometimes you get like, and it's like, we're looking for like really great combinations of flavors together which are super flavors when you combine multiple foods together at once maybe it's even like three flavors of a food like together chocolate and strawberry chocolate and strawberry it's like yeah that's a great super flavor yeah and that's really what it's about it's about finding like all of the like most amazing combinations of foods together in like a meal or a game I think it's a great idea, dude. And you like have certain foods that you that are like players, you know? Yeah, you have certain you have certain uh, yeah certain foods that are like players, you know, and like you rank them. You rank the different players, you know, like different foods. Yeah. Okay, so. Like, one of the players that is, like, really hot for me is, like, I really like, I like Grits, dude. I love Grits. Yeah, Grits is, like, one of the, is an all-star player. Yeah, I, like, fix up some Grits. Like, put a little bit of cacao powder in there. A little bit of, like, almond uh, or rice milk or whatever. It's good, dude. A little bit of stevia on top. A little bit of, like, sugar. Sweetness to it. It's good, dude. It's like, it's a star player, dude. Same thing with, like, Oat Bran. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Oat Bran? Yeah, Oat Bran. I really like Oat Bran, too. That's, like, another star player in the MLE. Is that cereal? Yeah. It's like, it's a hot porridge-type cereal, kind of like grits. That's what I like. I like the porridge. Yeah, so there's all kinds of foods out there. There's all kinds of players out there that you can, like, combine together. Yeah. 